Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to season two of the UFTA podcast. It's been a while since Emily and I have been on here. And once again, I am always going to be joined by Coach Emily. Coach Emily, how are you doing today? I am good. Hello, everybody. Glad to be back uh, for this season two. How are you doing, Jordan? Good, good. Excited to be back. A little little bit of a hiatus just to kind of take a break and re uh, kind of eval or evaluate, review everything that we've done over season one and, and talk to a bunch of people to see what we can do better, what we can do more of, what we can do less of, what can we add, anything of the sort. Um, kind of one of those things where we're talking about with people and their goals, like what do we need to do more of, what do we need to do less of, what do we need to do the exact same, what do we need to start doing, what do we need to stop doing, Yeah. right? So <laughs> one, of the, one of those five key points that we always like to look back on things, but um, here we are in season two, and the goal of season two is to try to get more of our community, not just in the gym, but in our area involved, and how uh, fitness has surprised them in terms of their overall lifestyle and helped them live a better lifestyle with that uh, confidence, control, and clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I know we've done a lot of kind of social media, and this will be the first time we bring it to the podcast with our new kind of mission and vision and some of our new core values. Um, and I think that really frames a lot of the discussions that we'll have here in season two, kind of bringing those real life examples from not just Jordan and I and anecdotes from the gym, uh, but the ability to actually hear that from people that aren't us. So I'm excited to get some other outside voices, uh, perhaps some more peers of you as listeners, uh, as opposed to coming always from a coach's perspective, or maybe still coming from a coach, just maybe a different coach's perspective as well. Yeah, and all of that perspective comes back to helping you. That's ultimately the goal. And again, it's to to Mm -hmm. surprise you, the listener, um, on how that perspective can change, how you make a change, um, and make better actions and results in your life. The big thing that we're talking about today, we're kind of bringing back a similar format in a sense, but the big thing that I wanted to have Emily on, Emily on right away to talk about today is kind of Unity's um, more focused and more clear mission and vision, because I don't want to think it's, a, I don't view it as a, as a brand new mission necessarily or a brand new vision necessarily, it's just more clear, there's more clarity. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to um, I wanted to talk about it not somebody from like straight from the horse's mouth like me but I wanted to get Emily's perspective on it and kind of ask her questions and what it means to her and what she views like it means and just kind of have us talk about it a little bit more. Right. Um, ultimately, again, helping you understand a little bit more of what we do here at Unity. Uh, so obviously, a bias plug for us, but. We also are going to be talking a little bit nutrition on why meal plans don't work. And then just giving you a little, I mean, basically going to that now, a little overview of what season two is to be expected of. And we have one of our members, Kathy Kay, Kathy Cumlin, will be on 
uh, next episode. She'll be in episode two. We have Levi Tanner from the Primitive Primitive Parlor. He's um, one of the head barbers there, and he's also uh, the drummer in the uh, up-and-coming rock band in our area, Dead Amsterdam. Um, he'll be talking about some of the different things. We've got some other physical therapists and uh, chiropractors like Dr. Andrew Bakken, Bakken off of Bakken Action Chiropractic and Dr. Jill O'Brien um, out of O'Brien Physical Therapy. Uh, we'll have Dr. Matt Haverill of Dynamic Performance and Therapy. Just kind of getting their different perspectives again to give you a better network and a better understanding of your overall health and fitness. I mean, it's it's the UFDA podcast. We are meant to surprise you. Like that's the whole goal of this. So hopefully you'll you'll pick up some nuggets along along the way. Right. Yeah, I think all of those people will offer. We talked a little bit in season one of our season one episodes about the importance of kind of bridging that gap between healthcare and fitness. And we see a lot of things from the coach's side, but I think a lot of the practitioners that'll come on, you might learn something new. We hope you learn something new. A lot of the people that you might relate to from maybe just a member, we reference Kathy Kay, maybe you might find like, oh, I'm in a similar position and like she has all these things and I don't want to spoil that episode, so I'm going to keep it super vague, but you might find kind of a friend in a, a relatability there that you might not see and kind of surprise yourself with some of the aspects of health and fitness that she's able to control or that Levi's able to control uh, coming from a non-fitness or health-related career path as well. So I think kind of being on the lookout and finding those commonalities uh, in the episodes, I'm really excited for for our listeners to be able to mm-hmm. see them, not just from us. Yeah, no doubt. I, like It's one of those things where we're excited. We're just going to be happy to be in the room like interviewing it. Hopefully, hopefully I, I told this to somebody the other day. The other day. Uh, hopefully Emily and I could just ask good questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we don't get caught up in the moment <laughs> right. and we just become good question askers. Cause typically when I'm in a person in a room with somebody like that, like I don't think about all the things that I should be asking them. And then I think about everything I wanted to ask them when I'm driving home. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting a list together right now, but I'm hoping to, uh, to be able to ask good questions for everybody. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited. Um, I think without further ado, hop in. Let's dive in. Dive into it. Yeah. Why me, why me, why meal plans? don't work um we'll do that first and then emily and i will cover the the revamped more focused unity fitness mission and vision uh at the end right do you want to take it away or you want me to start oh let's have you go all right so meal plans are quite popular i think in the health and fitness space and i think it's a question we get very frequently in that hey can you just write me something like tell me what to eat Right. And a lot of people see that as an easier option, as an option to say, hey, you're telling me what to do. I only have to do it. Right. Like thinking is the hard part. But what we find as we kind of dive into that is meal plans are extremely inflexible in their approach. Right. You're either on the plan or you're off the plan. And if you've been around for any of season two, you might recognize this as more of an all or season season one, more bring it into season two, you might recognize this as an all or nothing mindset, right? Either you're on or you're off. So when we dive into that meal plan, while it seems great in theory, oftentimes that rigidity can actually start to hurt us more than it can help us. And I think oftentimes, just as a starting off point for our meal plan discussion, we might overlook that fact sometimes. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is what you just nailed right there is is that it 
it, it, it reinforces the all or none mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and basically, if you are in that category, which a lot of the people that we work with are, and we talked about that in season one, I don't remember the episode, but it should be pretty easy to find, so we can pin it in the comments here. Um, basically, when you feel like you're on, things are great, but it's the second that things are off 1%, one degree, the rest of the day is kind of like screwed, it's done, it's over, it's, there's no more. And, and that's where the inflexibility of it is. The idea of it sounds good to everybody, but a better idea would be forming along the lines of a food log or maybe a, even like a macro chart um, to figure out like maybe what macronutrient profile would work best to help with your goals and then to see what you can do to kind of manipulate those things to help overall like your own recipes and your own journey. That's the thing that I kind of wanted to get into. If Emily nailed all the big points, the, the other point that I wanted to nail then was like there's not a sustainable approach to it. Mm-hmm. Like if I gave you a meal plan, which we've done before with, with different challenges and stuff, where if we say, hey, here's the six-week meal plan, Monday through Sunday meal plan, um, eat this, not that type of thing, what happens after the six weeks? Like you either ask for another meal plan or you you, you try it again and, and it doesn't quite work or you get bored with it and you just think you need another meal plan, you need another meal plan. And if the meal plans worked so well, why do we think that we need a meal plan all the time? Like mm-hmm. why, why, why wouldn't a meal plan for six weeks just continue to keep working, right? Why do uh, meal plans always have to come with a certain type of challenge to help you get results? Like why is that the sexy thing? And in terms of like a small business owner, if Facebook marketing and learning how to make ads on Facebook was so easy and so good, why are there hundreds of thousands of companies out there being a face? Like if it's that easy, why is it so complicated that we need an entirely new industry created to help small businesses market through Facebook? It's not easy. Meal plans uh, are not necessarily not easy. They just don't work long term. You're just looking for the next meal plan that works and when you just really need to focus on more full, uh, more so of the habits that uh, requires you to eat well and nutrition long term. Right. I think where a lot of people get lost, like you talked about, getting another meal plan after that meal plan after that meal plan, right? There's no end in sight to the amount of meal plans unless we take the time up front to tackle kind of a more daunting task of hey, what macronutrients should I be eating? What foods work for me? How can I incorporate my favorite foods into what I'm eating and still reach my goals? So while the meal plan is easier short-term, absolutely, it actually sets us up, it puts us at a disadvantage in the long-term because we no longer have, we only know, eat what's on the plan, don't eat what's not on the plan. But what happens if it's your grandson's birthday and they have cake but cake's not on the meal plan but your grandson only turns one year old one time you're immediately off the plan because that's not on the plan right and we don't know how to handle those types of nuanced situations or holidays or vacation or traveling right so when we get into those nuanced situations we're oftentimes left with like ah but it's not on my meal plan i don't know what to do instead of putting in that work up front to say like, okay, well, how does this work for me? Sure, it takes longer and it can be a bigger task to tackle, but long-term sets us up for more sustainable progress and sustainable ways of eating. 
Yeah, the the sustainability is what we're ultimately after, guys. And the more restrictive or the more inflexible you get with something, the harder it will be to be sustainable. And if something's not sustainable, why are you only after a short-term fix? Like, why are you, why do you think a short-term something is your answer? You should be looking long-term. You should be thinking long-term. There is nothing out there that will be short-term that is 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 too good to be true. What 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 is too good to be true is the marketing behind it, mm-hmm. and and that's that's essentially what is all being dealt out there and this goes into the play of supplements like there's a reason why the supplement industry is three times bigger than the fitness industry supplements offer short term and easy way out mm-hmm. but there's still no easy freaking way out like, yeah. right <laughs> um but they'll keep creating a new supplement and a new marketing line to, to keep forcing it and, and fitness will try to keep up but um at the end of the day we know that the more flexible something can be and the more adaptable something can be the more long-term and sustainable it will be even if it though, even though it might seem like it's not the right choice up front, um, it, it still will be. Right. Yeah. It seem it can seem so daunting, and I think that's really what throws people off uh, of kind of pursuing it. When in reality, like if you sit down and ask yourself honestly, how many like if we see someone, someone comes into Unity, right? We have a lot of people that have tried so many things, and probably over the course of years sometimes tried all these different things to help with nutrition it can be with movement it can be with pain it can be with all their whatever struggle we might be dealing with if we sit down honestly and say like okay say you're struggling with your nutrition how long have you jumped from six week to four week to six week thing always looking for another short term if you've been doing that for years how could we now change that so you don't do the same moving forward for the next years, right? Like it hasn't worked for the past years. We can't go back and change the past. What's done is done, but we can take that and learn some valuable information mm-hmm. in that maybe those six week things aren't what we need. And oftentimes that takes a little bit of honest reflection with yourself to say like, okay, like as much as I thought I was right and no one loves to be wrong, but as much as I thought I was right, maybe I was wrong in the approach. What might I be able to do in the next year that will make more progress than all of the years previously? Yeah, looking at it from that standpoint can definitely change your outlook and the decisions that you're making too. When you kind of look at that long-term goal and um, how you can help make decisions, there's almost like a value system behind it with how you can you can go forward with it. Um, and the other part of it is looking at those meal plans it seems like it's the easy button, like it's the sexy thing to, to, to say and need and do. But really what could be behind it is the money that you're paying that goes with it that actually makes you do it. Because the more you pay, the more you pay attention. There's no, there's, there's no harm in that. That's human psychology. It's psycho- psychological nature, right? So if you're doing, for an example, there's companies out there um, that ba- build meal plans for you based off macronutrients that are wildly successful, uh, but you're also paying like five, six, seven hundred dollars to to get it too. So are you really focused on the meal plan or you just want to make sure your money's putting into good work? Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's easy, but then how long can you keep paying five, six, seven hundred dollars a month for a meal plan? Like that's probably not sustainable for most of us. So it's actually a harder option. Uh, could get short term results. And again, if that's your goal, then it works and it, and it could work. 
but for the longer, uh, for the for the long term view, um, sustainable view, it's not it. So what are what are some things M that you have uh, for our listeners that we can do to help them choose differently in meal plans? Like habits is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. We can we can say eat slowly, choose protein, locate your vegetables, um, sustain be be manageable and sustainable about your, about your carbs, mm-hmm. consume healthy fats. Like those are those are good habits to kind of look at. Um, I like to think create recipes not meal plans and yeah. how you can how can you can use those recipes like on my fitness pal when i used to use that eight years ago you could just save like i only ate like one or two or three breakfasts during the week usually one or two i could just say breakfast one breakfast two breakfast three save it and i could just repeat that on the days that i knew i was doing it and i knew exactly how many calories what was in it mm-hmm. and it was easy for me to manipulate if i needed to or if i was out of cashews that day i could just, oh okay i'm down 16 grams of fat whatever it is um, and that's if you're even counting macros. But if you, like, I think saving recipes that you know work well for you mm-hmm. uh, is, is a better long-term approach. I agree. I think recipes, all the things you said in terms of habit-based, I think a lot of times we often, nutrition is complicated and it can be very complex. But I think a lot of times people, and myself included, can make it even harder than it needs to be. And a lot of times, especially if you're someone who's just starting to make some changes in how you're eating, what you're consuming, a lot of progress can be made by simply like eating like an adult or not eating like an asshole, right? Like just choosing those foods that you know are nutrient dense first. And we all know what they are. You don't need a list or a meal plan to tell you that a salad probably has more nutrients than a chocolate chip cookie, even though a chocolate chip cookie is awesome, right? So when we're building these recipes and building these meals, choosing those foods that are just inherently nutrient dense can provide not only, depending on your goal, maybe some body composition uh, changes, but also just overall health changes. So I think big thing is focusing on what do you know is inherently more nutrient dense how can we fit those foods in to the recipes we choose to the, you know, making the protein, then we can layer in some of those more complex habits instead of starting with what do I opt, how long does it take to digest this carb approximately 23 minutes before my workout, but not 25, right? Like we get too intense there. And while those things can help a lot of times, especially as we're just starting out, choose the foods you know are nutrient dense, then we can kind of dive into more specifics and layer in those non-nutrient dense foods or special occasions, right? It's not the special occasions, focus on the day to day. Big time stuff there. And the the other thing I was gonna add in that kind of goes along with the recipes, like how do I get the recipes and know what to make my recipes from? This is why we created the Unity Fitness Food List. We, we got the idea from Prestige Labs, which is a, a company that we're an affiliate of for supplements. Um, and basically what they did is they created a food list to help with their people um, and, and I liked it a lot so we created a unity fitness food list based off of what they gave us and we kind of created our own made it look nice and everything else but we gave basically a list of green light foods of proteins fats carbs and vegetables and just make your recipes off of this list and then we built uh, a recipe book with those foods also in it to help out even more mm-hmm. and a lot of it guys and, and like fortunately or unfortunately however you want to look at it it's not that complicated when you really make things that simple and you just put a little bit of effort and discipline into it. But the, yeah. meal, the meal plan long term 
uh, creates uh, an intense amount of effort and discipline. Definitely. To go Definitely. through it all. <laughs> Definitely. It's, it's the avoiding things that aren't on the plan if you want to stick to the meal plan as mm-hmm. opposed to that discipline up front to kind of have the knowledge and build the recipes and learn what works for you. Disciplines up front, long term, you have more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. So hopefully that stuff helps you guys a little bit more in regards to meal plans and the, and the pros and cons. But they, they don't work long term for most people because you're just looking for the next meal plan and because of the, their, their inability to create flexibility mm-hmm. and their sustainability, right? It just, it just doesn't make sense from that standpoint, even though they, they look really good up front behind the scenes and long term wise. Like I created one once with the transformation challenge, 42 days, everything mapped out. And at day one, I was getting 10 text messages. Hey, I don't have any grapes, so what else can I do? Or hey, I don't like grapes, so what else can I do? Or hey, like like the meal plan was screwed from day one, right? And 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 I told everybody when I made it, it was perfect. So what I did wear was was reinforced like the all or none behavior. Like oh, if I'm not doing this perfectly, then I'm mm-hmm. not going to get the results perfectly, right? So we um, we like to work within calorie ranges to an extent. We like to work within macronutrients to an extent. We can build macronutrient profiles for people and we can help them understand what that looks like from a portion size guideline and uh, a food logging standpoint. Um, and that seems to get success for a lot of people in, in general to help them understand more. But long term, I don't want to have somebody also measuring and ma- being on a macronutrient count all Right. days of their life too like that's that's also not realistic long term and sustainable wise agreed yeah i think just like we've said taking the taking the time up front to learn the skills so we don't have to put in that long-term discipline that long-term harder work to fit the meal plan into our lives when we can just fit nutrition in a general sense fit our lives into that mm-hmm. so yeah. cool moving on into the main topic of what we're here doing in season two, episode one, is Unity's re-clarified or refocused mission and vision. And it's just kind of introducing, it's giving a, ch- a chance, I wrote a blog post on it, but it's us giving a chance, us getting a chance to talk about it as a team. Um, I think the cool thing would have also been to have like a member here to talk about it, but mm-hmm. we can talk about that at another time when we have <laughs> another member on and we can bring somebody else back in. But Unity's mission's changed a lot since we first opened. It's changed a lot since Emily's been here. And I think right now it's probably closest to the thing that it was closest to when we first opened, but also more powerful. And the the mission of Unity Fitness is to empower the individual to live the life they want with confidence, control, and clarity. So it's Unity Fitness empowers the individual to live the life they want with confidence, control, and clarity. And we believe with confidence, control, and clarity, you will able you will be able to live the life you want outside of a gym the way you want to do it, believing and performing in the abilities of whatever it is that you want to do and how you want to do it, and enjoy kind of your life to the fullest without fear of pain or injury or anything in between. You can you can maximize and enjoy it to the absolute potential of happiness and have all of that there. So our job here as the coach and as the business is to empower you, the individual, to do that. Mm-hmm. I love it, Jordan. <laughs> I know that, like, I have no other words. <laughs> I remember the first time you, like, read to me, I was like, ooh, like, yes, like, goosebumps, right? And I think, like you said, our mission has changed a lot since I've 
been with the team here at Unity. Um, and I think it always held strains and like parts of what this current mission involves, right? Like I think we've always kind of looked at outside of the gym and we've wanted to empower people and living with confidence and letting people control their lives, like how they want to, right? I think we've had all of these different things as part of or as our main kind of mission for people as they join the gym. And I don't know, like you had said, if it's ever been as robust. I think in this re-clarifying of what we do or restating of what we do, I think we're able to really capture what we want from a whole perspective. We're not missing anything here. Uh, and I think obviously that was very intentional, but I think as we've we've grown, we've kind of found the parts that resonated most with Unity and most with our people and kind of formed that into this more focused vision moving forward. And the, and the big thing that I wanted to do was like, usually people join fitness for two reasons, as a, as a coach, like Emily or I, uh, and, and the coaches we have here. It's either because fitness completely changed our life in some positive way, shape, or form, or we are very passionate about fitness and sport and whatever else. Maybe a combination of both. I had that combination of both, but it wasn't until I was 18, 19 in college that it really kind of truly made its impact on me, and it was getting me out of pain it was getting my confidence built back up and it was something that I, like fitness completely changed the trajectory of my life through that. And when I was at a, a very, very low point um, after losing my grandpa, fitness was like the only thing outside of friends and family that I had to hold on to, um, music and fitness. And then there was, like the, but like the, the fitness was like the thing that could help me escape it all, mm-hmm. right? And, and that was something that I could I could kind of put effort into to, to kind of see change. And that was that was the major that was kind of like that other major turning point with it aside from my freshman year. So I wanted to give back that ability of fitness and what it did for me to other people. I wanted people to enjoy that part of fitness and how it can help truly change the trajectory of their life and what they can get out of it, what they can do out of it. Like I was at the point where I didn't know if I could play basketball anymore because my knees were so bad to then being able to play basketball two or three days a week, multiple games in those days and enjoying basketball again. Um, because of uh, what I was learning in the gym and because I was taking care of my body better instead of running out of the weight room at the end. Um, So it gave me more control over that and it gave me more clarity about how I can do things and and what's kind of possible. And it empowered me to kind of keep searching down that journey and getting more invested into my own health and fitness and starting to eating better and started focusing a little bit more on sleep and taking care of my body from different aspects and not just looking at it as kind of like wake up and go and um, there's more to it right and that's that was the, ultimately the big thing that I wanted that mission to to capture um, specifically starting with confidence that was that's I think that's the, one of the biggest things that uh, fitness can do for people agreed I I very much resonate with a lot of that um, like you were saying from like the confidence standpoint I think where I resonate most with what you just said from my kind of personal journey is where fitness kind of gives you that clarity of what is possible outside the gym. And I think a lot of times, so for me, when I found fitness, it was very much from a lens of sports. Um, 
and though I didn't struggle with injury, I, I played on the boys' high school hockey team, and I always equated being smaller with being better. So for me, fitness was always very aesthetic-based and often to a detrimental point where smaller actually isn't better. Uh, from a nutrition side especially, it was under-fueling quite a bit. Uh, and I think when I started to realize how cool fitness was, performance took leaps and bounds. And that's kind of where I started running and I ran my first marathon after leaving that sport. And I was like, huh, I'm like, fitness isn't always about being smaller or an aesthetic goal or even performing in the gym or on the field, right? Because those were very tied for me, but it lets me do so many cool things outside of that. Hiking 14ers as I graduated from college and lived in Colorado like we were able to go on all these adventures and feel good and not worry about pain and just having that clarity to see like it's so much more than just like lifting in the gym or hitting a PR in the gym like all those things are so cool and we love those too but so is summoning a mountain for sunrise so is playing with the kids I used to nanny and running around with them and not having to worry about those things. And I think the big thing that we've realized now is we're able to do that with people with the mission. Mm-hmm. We, we can give that to other people as long as we know what we actually are doing here. We're not just here to count reps and sets and um, be meatheads at all. Like it's, it's to empower you, the individual, to uh, do what Emily just said, where it kind of unlocks the potential of the life that... Um, you either didn't know you could have or never thought you'd have again or have never had and you can go into that where all of a sudden fitness gives you that confidence or gives you that ability to do those things and for a lot of our people that is enjoying the vacations that they go on and not being uh, picky on vacations or where they're where they're going because they can't enjoy them with their family whether it's zip lining or going for a hike or doing a, a walk around Rome uh, for a lot of people it's bending over to tie their shoes or to put their clothes on, to put their pants on, bras on. Uh, For a lot of people, it's playing with their grandkids and being around for their grandkids and being able to enjoy time on the floor with their grandkids and doing those types of things at a high level. Again, no pain, not worried about pain, but doing it how they want to and not having to worry about the next day either. And that's the type of stuff that we are doing at the gym here and and having that mission be about it's it's more than just what we're doing in the gym it's more about how you're living that life how you want to live that life outside of the gym with that confidence with that control and with that clarity Mm -hmm. absolutely i mean i i couldn't have said it better i think we are now that we are redefining and restating kind of why we are here it allows us to serve and help other people at a higher level because we are able to better communicate what we might have known or might have felt earlier and previously, but we might not have been able to communicate that to a person. Like, why is this, why does this goblet squat matter? Why does this high hocks bar deadlift matter? We might not have been able to use the words or have the words or be able to adequately describe it. But I think now that we have this kind of focused mission, that all becomes easier. Yeah. No doubt. And it goes for our athletes too, whether they're a golfer or high school or college. We empower you, the individual, to play how you want with confidence, control, and clarity. I don't want you swinging a club and wondering if this is the one that's going to blow out your back or if you're going to be making your cut and uh, that's the one that's going to blow out the knee. Like That's not how we play. We, we, we take care of those things so you can do everything that you want to do with that confidence, with that control, with that clarity, so you can play better as well. 
it, it goes it goes for everything outside of the gym, even though all, all of what we're doing is inside the gym. Absolutely. And I know as soon as I, I went through literally 19 drafts of how this was going to be done, and I showed Emily the sheet, and I kept scrolling down, she was just laughing. And I got to the end, and I read it to her, and she, she said it exactly like, I love it. And I when I read it to her again out loud later that morning or the next day, um, I got goosebumps again when I said it, so I knew it was going to stick. Like, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be at night, and, and I was like, okay, like, we, we, we have it. Yeah. And now it's just us living and breathing this mission and serving you, like Emily said. Um, and but that's a little bit more about it. That's a little bit more about what we're what we're doing, and that's just a uh, now a breath into what we're doing here in the podcast. Um, so hopefully we've just kind of oofed you with a little bit of uh, what a gym actually is and what a gym is actually doing. Maybe y- you are now expecting a little bit more out of gyms in the future, which I hope you do. Um, but yeah, just giving us a little bit of airtime for us to. Talk about it talk together, about it. yeah. Because yeah. we really, we really haven't yet. This is the first time Emily and I have even talked about it. So. Yeah, yeah. You really just said it, and we're like, love it. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, back to work. <laughs> cool. So. So, it's been good. But yeah, we've got to get Emily back on the floor, guys. She's got a training session going on uh, right behind us. They're getting started, so we have to, we have to. Uh, yep, yeah, we have to wrap this up. But we got everything out that we needed to. But stay tuned for future episodes. Next week we have uh, Fit Fan member Kathy Kelman talking about her incredible story. Uh, big time, big time, big time story. Cannot wait for you guys to hear this. Um, it was very cool to sit down with her and kind of get the whole thing from it. And I'm glad we got everything captured because it's going to be it's going to be pretty massive to, to show you guys in the future. I'm excited! I was pre-editing that one. Yeah. Oh boy, can't <laughs> yeah. release it. So. So thank you guys again for watching. We're happy to be back for season two. Uh, if there's anything that you want to hear, if you want to be on the show, let us know. We'd love to have you and and have you be a part of this community as well from the Ufta podcast. Awesome! Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will catch you guys next week. Cheers. Bye, everybody.